Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hey, Browns fans, it's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust. And best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. That's 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns just like you. Browns, it's Kenny Mack. Let's pump the brakes. It's only preseason. The Bears look like a team that weren't playing against Miles, Clowney, Amari, Chubb, Hunt, Denzel. Should I go on? Just iron out the wrinkles, like these slow starts on D. Get some receiver help. And it's one week at a time, so just beat Baker. And now it's Dogs Podcast time. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. I am Josh All. I'm going to be uh, filling in for Blake as the that's right, lead host here tonight, but nothing to worry about. I got Justin Charles and John Nye with me, and uh, a little stand-in for Blake. Well, Darth, you're, Darth you're, Vader's back. Yeah, you're way better looking than Blake, so... Well, is, you know, I appreciate that. It's going to be great. <laughs> what, wait, me or Darth? 
Uh, you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, and he's... I definitely have more leg room. <laughs> For anybody who's uh, new to the show, Darth Vader has made his appearance, what, once or twice before? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Go ahead and uh, uh, let him say hi to the fans real quick. You don't know the power of the dark side. <laughs> That's where <laughs> we're at. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, hey, listen, guys, if you want to get your intro on the show, head over to thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail in the drop-down menu. Uh, today, we're going to give our reactions to the Bears game from Saturday night. These two fellas with me were at the game, so it would be really cool to get their perspective if you guys remember much of it. Oh, yeah. We remember <laughs> we all a, of it. We have a okay. good recap on it, for sure. Um, Tuesday this week was roster cut-down day, so we're going to dive into the Browns' final 53-man roster. We're going to talk about practice squad signings and uh, you know some available players that got cut by other teams. But before we do that, got to remind you guys, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you never miss a new episode. Make sure you tap that notification bell. And lastly, if you guys are looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. We're having a ton of fun in there. That, that thing is really growing. We've got four fantasy football leagues in there right now. We just did our fantasy draft Sunday yeah, night. Very pleased. Uh, John, how'd yours turn out, your draft? Um, it turned out well, but I had to bring in a few new guys. Okay. <laughs> you had a couple of no shows. I had at least two guys that, yeah, they just like, they quit existing. Oh, <laughs> it was like you. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> yeah, so I think the drafts went well. And I mean, we've got a ton of threads in there. Game day threads were always talking during the, the action. And I mean, just, it's so cool. There's Browns fans in there from all over the world, not just the country. And like Blake always says, it's kind of like our own online Brownsbackers club. So. If you guys uh, can't get enough Browns content, join the dogs.com. All right. Justin has the outline today, oh. but I do know we're starting with Bears yes. reaction. So I'll kind of let you guys lead the conversation since you were there. Man, first half, uh, yikes, kind of sucked. Uh, <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, we were very excited. Uh, starters, you know, or some starters that, the way Kenny Mack's interest sounded, yeah, we were missing a few key guys. But um, I was really excited to see Jacoby Brissett, you know, in that offense, see, you know, what what we were going to get. That was his first action in a preseason game. And um, I don't want to say I was disappointed. There wasn't, like, a ton of weapons out there. He was missing pretty much all the main offensive weapons for mm-hmm. the most part. His number one receiver, number one running back, number two running back. Um, Maybe his number three running back. Yeah. So, uh you know, the first half was, it was rough to say it lightly. It was pretty rough. And it wasn't very buttoned up. We wanted to see clean, good football, low penalties. I don't think we saw any of that. No, it looked rough. And plus, Teller went out early. Yeah. We were worried about that because we didn't know what was going on at the time. Um, Yeah, it, we didn't look buttoned up. But, you know, not to sound like a broken record, I'm just not, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I'm worried about the regular season, what we look like with all our starters. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, it was disappointing. The offense, I mean, Brissett wanted to see a little bit more. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't what you were hoping to see the first time he takes a field in a Browns uniform. But for me, it was the defense. Um, and I know that a lot of the starters weren't out there and that's all fine and dandy, but you know, Justin Fields, who, if I remember correctly, hasn't looked that great yet in the preseason. I mean, the first two games, I don't think he, showed that he had made a huge leap from last year to this year. And then in this game, all of a sudden, he's out there. And I think I heard the stat, he was 13 of 13 from a clean pocket. 
Yeah. Uh, three touchdowns. He ended up 14 of 16. Yeah. You know, so only two incompletions, three touchdowns. Looked damn near perfect out there. Looked and like Ohio State, Justin Fields. Yeah, he did. And um, just a little concerning. But like I said, no starters. So I understand that. Yeah. I I mean, watching the game, I felt like they were kind of picking on Greedy Williams. Like, I, yeah, I felt like Greedy got exposed. Um, yeah, because those touchdowns weren't... Uh, Contested catch highlight real touchdowns. It was no, kind of uh, the dude was just I'm just open. standing out here. Just please, nobody's here. Please, somebody <laughs> throw me the ball. I'm just standing out here by myself. Yep. But um, yeah, so I don't know. And then the pick I felt like was pretty bad. Um, it was tough. It, it didn't look good. Um, I didn't think we looked like we were really, even like offensively, we didn't have any kind of front push. The running game didn't look good. Me and John were joking around. We're like, man, John Kelly looks great out there. And, uh, like we looked at the stat line, it was like 14 yards and we were like, well, they must be like delayed or something. Like he, he had just had a nine yard run. Like, where's that at? And then we looked at it at the end and it was, yeah, it was still pretty bad. I think he had 2.4 yards and that was when the offense had like momentum. That was second half. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, kind of not what I expected. Um, I don't put a lot of stock in preseason, um, I feel like I've watched the Browns go four and zero so many times and been like, "Man, we're going to be a dominant force this year," and then we can't win a game. Right. Um, so I, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm hoping that things kind of get cleaned up heading into you know not this week but next week, uh, week one against our former quarterback, um, which I'm I'm pretty confident going into that game. I don't know. I've heard a lot of Browns fans getting nervous. Um, I feel good about going into that game. We're going to have all of our starters, and I think we look pretty healthy. Heading into that. The talk regarding the Browns has been negative from everybody. <laughs> uh, so. Since March. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it has. yeah, that's it's natural that people are going to be a bit nervous. They haven't heard anything good, but we just got to go out there and show the world what we are. No, and that's why you got to listen to this podcast because we're going to tell you guys the positive stuff about this because, you know, like we just talked about the defense looking a little bit suspect in that game, but that was a lot of the backups. Yeah. It, Whenever we take the field against Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers, yeah. it's going to be Denzel Ward out there in the secondary with Greg Newsom, Martin, em- was it MJ Emerson now, right? I mean, hey, I'm cool with that. Whatever the he second. wants his name to be, Emerson's yeah. going to be out there. I mean, Greedy is essentially a, probably our fourth you know, cornerback, and then yeah. you're going to have JOK out there, and, and they're going to be roaming with the two safeties. JJ3 will be out there, and then you're going to have Miles and Clowney. It's going to yep. be a different defense. Yeah. I'm heading into that game. I'm more nervous about just the interior defensive like players. I just, cause mm-hmm. I don't know who we're really going to start until that day. I, I like, I've heard, you know, Jordan Elliott, I've heard uh, Taven Bryan, but I'm like, you know, I don't think Perry on Winfrey's ready. Like just no. seeing him go mm-hmm. against threes and fours. Like he had a couple nice plays, you know, in the bears game, but I mean, you're going to be going elite talent against you, lining up against you, number ones. And, um, as much as I want him to be successful as love, I love how his attitude is. Like, I feel like everything that I've heard and watched with him, he's like the ultimate Cleveland hype guy. Like, I love it. I just, uh, I think there's some development that needs to happen there. Yeah. I think based on the game the other day and just the way camps played, I think, what do we say? Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan will probably mm-hmm. be your, your top two guys on that with Togi. I probably ro- rotating in with yep. them. And then we'll just kind of see what happens from there with, um, why did I just blank on his name? Uh, Perry Ann Winfrey? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I don't know, man. That was like brain fart. <clears throat> it's all right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I'm not I'm not nervous. Well, like uh, Justin did point out earlier, uh, 
not that it really matters that much, but the second half of that game was pretty fun, honestly. It was insane. It was a great time. <laughs> we we laughed a lot. I thought we were <laughs> not going to make it the whole game. We uh, had a doctor behind us. We did. We did. Uh, eight-year-old doctor. I hope he was 18 or uh, eight years old. I don't know if he was even eight, but, yeah, he was calling out ACL tears. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, I can't remember who he thought. Oh, he said it was uh, Demetric Felton. And we were on defense. And we were on defense. So, I mean, he was really, he was uh, giving them hell out there. He was, he was calling it out. But um, yeah, it was a great game. The second half was very fun. Uh, Dobbs looked great. Um, the offense looked, uh, had some energy to it. Um, the young guys, uh, Mike Harley, I, I can't say enough about that kid. I think he... I really, really do think he's somebody special. I wish he would have made the roster, um, and I know there wasn't a lot of spots. There was literally, when you look at our roster, they were saying on Browns uh, Daily today, six or seven spots like at the beginning of camp that could be open, you know, available. Right. Yeah, so they saved a spot for Anthony Schwartz. So <laughs> Well, let's talk about that. Might as well okay. go uh, three the, weeks in a row. The crowd reaction when he had his first drop. You was, could hear it on TV? It was crazy. It was, yeah. It was hostile. It, they People don't like him right now. I no, I, we don't. I don't know about. I don't want to speak for you guys. I don't like him. I I cannot stand to watch him play football. It's, he's he's one of those guys that I just know he's going to be good if he goes anywhere other than Cleveland. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like uh, I want to I want to defend him because he we knew going into even when he got drafted it was a development. Mm-hmm. Like we knew he was gonna. It wasn't going to be like he was going to go out there and light people up day one even though he kind of did like he looked great against the Chiefs last year but um I'm just I feel like it there's like a learning curve going on I Blake said it before I he looks like he's scared to get hit yeah like he, he does. looks nervous um even when he doesn't really have anybody around him he kind of just wobbles it and drops it the one that got tipped like people were losing their minds in the stadium about it because you know it got tipped up and he still dropped it we got to give him a little bit of slack on that. I mean, at least he adjusted to the ball and tried to, you know, give it a run. But um, that last drop that he had and they pulled him out of the game, Cleveland Cleveland Browns fans were – it was like we were looking for a backup quarterback to come in. I, I've seen it where it's like that, where the boos are loud. Mm-hmm. It's – the energy's bad. Um, I don't like seeing that either because I feel like we're – as Browns fans, we're kind of like pegged as – like we're – you know, that's what our fandom is. You know what I mean? We're quick to jump the gun and – call for the next guy up. So I, I really, the fact that he made the roster, they obviously believe in him. You know, I just, I think he really needs to believe in himself a little bit. For me, the if, if I were at the game and I'm booing, I'm not so much booing Anthony Schwartz. I'm booing the the team, the front office saying, don't keep this guy. Like maybe he, maybe he excel or, you know, succeed somewhere else, but it's just, it's not going to happen here. I mean, he was, he had six targets, one catch for eight yards, two, I think it was two, um, legit like stat drops yeah but i mean the ball always hits his hands and then hits the ground it never stays in his hands he he looks like you said he, he looks scared to get hit he, he doesn't seem sure of himself I, I just i don't understand why he's on the team and the the deep ball that they threw to him when it was in the air i'm like oh man big play yep and then everybody in the crowd realized who was Who's running throwing it to and uh no don't get me wrong I don't, he's fast, so they might have been a little bit overthrown, but man, just I know it's preseason. Lay out for it, man. Give it a give it a dive. Like you're you know? having a horrible preseason. Yeah. You got to try something. Yeah, and I know. And I mean, he missed a little bit of time. He was injured, um, but I mean, I think that that 
as a Browns fan, I'm somewhat nervous heading into the regular season just based on our wide receiver depth. You know, like I think we look, we haven't seen our number one yet, but I think there is some questions. And I think that is like one of our weakest rooms, you know, as far as like positional players, mm-hmm. I, and then, you know, I, we're going to get into it, but there was guys that were making plays that were young receivers and we cut them. Yep. And so I, um, I was very confused, you know, like guys that I thought could step in and uh, become playmakers for yep. us, especially when Deshaun Watson comes back, you know, like the idea of like a Jamarcus Bradley or a Mike Harley or a Javon Wims, like Javon Wims looked great. I think he ended up with four for 41 mm-hmm. and they were contested. They were big time plays. I believe one of them was a touchdown catch. Um, but yeah, so I just, I have questions at that position. So he made the team. Schwartz made the final roster, Correct. which means we have to expect he's going to get some playing time in the regular yeah, season. Absolutely. So, I mean, what happens when he starts dropping passes that are potential game winners or games on Chain the line? Movers, yeah. Yeah. And he's dropping passes. Uh, that I mean, that's, that's a big, huge deal. Yeah, well, and like I said before, this is on the front office. This, you know, they're they decided this is who they wanted to keep in that receiver room over some of these other young guys. Now, some of them came back, yeah, on the practice squad. We'll get into that, but I mean, for the final fifty-three, Anthony Schwartz and my thing is, I understand when people say, "Well, we drafted him; we knew he was a project; he's a developmental mm-hmm. player." But when you draft somebody as a developmental player, you expect to see development. Yeah, and I fair. see no development whatsoever from year one to year two. I mean, even just a little bit of progression mm-hmm. would be like, okay, keep this guy. He's got the speed. He's showing some promise. Yeah. He's shown no promise. He's actually regressing. If if I'm being honest, I I don't think that that's. I mean, it is critical, but I don't think that you're wrong. Like I, there's I like I've said it before. Like he gets open, he just doesn't catch the ball. Which he's either showing the front office something in practice Absolutely. that we haven't yeah. seen yet or they just feel that with his speed that his upside is so big that they're worth it's worth one more year well and they got that third round pick wrapped up in him too yep that's fair that's so fair. the capital speaks the speed speaks and anthony schwartz makes the team so hey um one other thing i, I mean we can talk whatever you else you guys want to talk about mm-hmm. um from the game but well i guess i got two things one is what did you guys think about Jerome Ford not playing any running back? Does that solidify him as he's the third guy and Ernest is the one who, if someone needs traded or let go at some point, because are they keeping Ford for sure? Has he shown enough? I, I think he's shown enough. I th- and, I, and I like the upside that you're getting, um, especially, I, I'm not saying right now, the running back room is super heavy. It's, there's a lot of depth and depth is good, especially when you're not going to have your, your real starting quarterback for 11 games. I think that, you know, we can't put enough emphasis on how good it's going to be to have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and even Dearness Johnson and just rotate, rotate. Um, but, like, to me, I think Kareem Hunt's gone next year. I, I know Browns fans don't want to hear that, but I just don't see him on the roster next year. So I, I still think, think there's a chance he's gone this year because of yeah. that wide receiver room situation mm-hmm. and the way running backs tend to go down the yeah. first few weeks of the season. Yep. And I mean, if you can get a nice piece, a nice wide receiver for, and I, Kareem Hunt could go to another team, and I think he could be the one. I'm oh for sure all day. I, I'm on record saying that multiple times. I think that he is extremely talented, especially with his pass catching skills. Um, I just, it'd be nice to have clarity. I know Dearness Johnson 
to he can step in and fill in. But um, yeah, I just don't know. I there's a lot of guys that are very very good, and I just don't know if we move any of them considering how much we're going to have to lean on the running game, I think, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to point out, or I wanted to ask you guys, actually, what was it like being in the stadium when a Cleveland Browns player kicked a 57-yard field goal? Electric. (laughs) Yeah, it was electric. Um, We uh, So we got there super early. We thought we were running late, and we literally probably walked in maybe two minutes before he kicked that 70-yarder. Where he went the other side to the forty and kicked oh, and it through, like before the game, yeah, in pregame, yeah, yeah. They, they were showing that on TV. I it's crazy, I couldn't believe that. It's crazy, and I mean, it hit the wall. So he still, yeah, he still had a, he could have backed it up a couple yards. But um, I uh, I think that there as every time he went out to kick and he made it, I obviously missed the one, but there was a sigh of relief, and people are excited because that's a big part of our game that we haven't had. Our special teams hasn't been that great the last few years. And there's, I, especially last year, I felt like so many times situationally in like the football game, it'd be fourth down and like, I don't know, maybe like five or six. And we were in field goal range and we couldn't even kick the ball. We just ran some kind of gimmicky play and it always turned into turnover on downs. I hate lo- like I hate leaving points on the field, especially we lost so many games by less than a field goal. So uh, it was it was pretty awesome. Uh, I think fans are excited about that. Uh, yeah, I mean for sure. I mean we that's a position that's eluded us for a while now. So just I mean it's not just a fifty-seven yarder. It's a fifty-seven yarder after seven or eight seasons of cycling kickers and just kind of crossing your fingers, hoping one of them is the guy. I think we finally found the guy. Kid's got a leg, and it is it is awesome. The potential that he has, I mean, it's fun, mm-hmm. especially Absolutely. in a division where you got Justin Tucker and Evan McPherson now. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple other things uh, you guys mentioned at the top of this discussion: penalties, ten penalties for seventy-five yards. Got to knock off the penalties when the season starts. We can't be given Baker or any of these other guys, especially these winnable games, mm-hmm. easy first downs or yards down the field. That's that's got to stop. Um. Other than that, was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on from this game? Thank I, God preseason's over. Yeah, uh, I got one thing. All right. Just one thing. So I'm hearing a lot um, on social media and even just like in general talk, you know, with like Browns fans on a daily basis. Um, there's already kind of that motion and that energy that maybe we should be having Josh Dobbs yeah, as okay. our starting yep. quarterback instead of Jacoby Brissett. And don't get me wrong. Man, I like Dobbs. I uh, that that run that he had in that place was is super electric. Everybody was excited. The play was unreal. Like I thought for sure he got sacked at least twice, and then he turns it into like the most insane uh, diving you know play in the world. But um, like there's a reason that he's a third string quarterback, and like I'm I'm very okay. I think he's talented. I think he's a smart kid. He's super well spoken, but. When the regular season starts, it's not going to be these like third and fourth string guys. It's not going to be guys that probably aren't even on a roster today. So for me, I'm Jacoby Brissett, and I've said before, I'm not super confident, and I I'm not super impressed with what he's done as far as his career to this point. But he's came in, he's been a starter multiple times. He's stepped in and proven that you know whether it's good or bad, he can lead a football team, and. Uh, you know, I think we got to at least give him a fair shake. Like, 
it's preseason. It's the last preseason game. We can't already start this. Dobbs should be playing the game. Like, because what happens when he isn't good? Then we're going back to Jacoby Brissett. Then that's what we're doing. We're doing the the right. carousel of quarterbacks again. Yeah, let's not do this, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very typical Browns fan thing to do. Yeah, and just as yeah. a side note, uh, on our last conversation, Jacoby's interception was a slant pass to Anthony Schwartz, who <laughs> got knocked down, of course. And yeah, it was wasn't it like a pick, route. like he got picked. It was like a pick play, and he kind of just fell down, flopped over. Yeah, because Brissett, I, I don't know what you guys saw in the stadium, but he looked. He owed on the sideline sitting there. He was, I don't know what he was upset about, but maybe it was the fact that get this kid off the field. Well, but, hey, you know, they, they well he knows after, he's the starter going into the regular yeah. season. So he, yeah. he's going to get his chance to show what he can do. Yeah. And I, I even read too that like, uh, you know, after his last drop and they pulled him out, bronze fans are booing and everything. Brissett kind of pulled him to the side and talked to him and just said, Hey, you know, like it's going to be all good, man. Pick your head up. It's all good. And you know, it's one play. Or six plays or whatever, you know. <laughs> so it's only two drops, no big. Yeah. Thing. So I, like that. Uh, that shows some like serious leadership on his part because you know he could have just went to the side, sat on the bench, pulled out the you know the pad, and just started you know went about his business. And you know it's good to especially for a young guy like that. He he's a young kid. He's only been in the league for one full season, going into his second year. I know people are gonna say, "Hey, get him out of here," and I kind of. I didn't think he was going to make the team, honestly. Like, and that was before the game. And I think he had even probably the worst game of the preseason as far as for himself. So it was very rough. But well, hey, we'll have a whole year to see. Maybe, maybe Deshaun Watson comes in, you know, gives him gives him something to fight for a little bit. Show that he has potential. Show that he has speed. Catch the ball. That's it. Just catch the ball, bro. Okay, so uh, enough talking about preseason uh, games because those are seriously no fun to watch. Really, <laughs> it's just it's just a bunch of backups. It, the only the only cool part about it is watching some guys like DeAnthony Bell who was on our show and, and seeing how they do in the preseason. Are they going to make the team? Yeah. Spoiler alert: He did. I'm sure everybody watching this knows that. Super but proud. Awesome for him. Super proud. And he totally deserves it. Unlike yeah. uh, Schwartz. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's talk about the guys who got cut. Okay. And kind of who made the final roster and practice okay. squad and do all that kind of. Do you guys want to do game balls? Are we even? Are we going to skip game balls? Oh, we could just go around the so table. You want to do, do game, game balls, balls real quick? quick. Yeah. Why not? I feel like I know I, we who did. you're picking. Yeah. Mm, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> you told me you're picking for the first half. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Well, who wants to start it off? Go ahead, John. Yeah, uh, Cade York is my guy for this. Uh, you know, he did miss a 58-yard field goal, which I think he's going to be drilling those 
once he learns the ins and outs of that stadium with the wind and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did nail a 57-yard field goal. Uh, crowd went nuts. That's awesome. That's huge. Uh, I'm super excited that we have him. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, my game ball is going to guy I just mentioned, D'Anthony Bell. I just feel like he is always making his presence felt on every play, forced to fumble. Um, and just not just this game, but the entire preseason did everything he had to to make the team. And in my opinion, and I think you guys do, like, I think he's he's earned himself playing time in the season. Yeah, for sure. It's not, be just, not just depth, you know, in case of injury. Like, he might make a rotational yeah. position here. And what a cool story. Yeah. Like, first literally player from his college to yeah. ever. Yep. Yep. Um, I just, I like a, literally like a one in a million kind of chance. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the chance of a guy going undrafted and just getting onto a roster. and Like, the whole story is just super cool. Um, I'm super happy for the, and like when he was on, everything was, you know, I'm just super blessed and I'm super, yeah. you know, I'm yep. just really lucky to have this opportunity and like off the, off the grip, we were just talking about how happy we were for him and what a cool opportunity. And we, I don't think we had doubts, but I remember like when we said, Hey, we, you know, we got our first Browns player, DeAnthony Bell, people were like, Oh, <laughs> you know, and you know, we heard, you know, some, t- some rough talk about it and all, you know, like, well, Hey, you know, he'll be on another team soon. I'm just super happy for the kid. Like, all he did was show up, outplayed guys that, you know, were roster pieces for the Browns for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Moffitt, Moffitt, when they brought yep. Moffitt in, I was like, oh, no. Because I was nervous. I said, you know, I thought that that would be a guy that they would probably be comfortable mm-hmm. just bringing in or even, you know, having him on the practice squad. And just super happy for him. He uh, he came in, worked his ass off, and got his roster spot. Super happy for the guy. I'm assuming you guys both saw that press conference with him, right? I, I got I didn't get to see it. I listened to about like the last like five minutes of it yeah. um, on the way home uh, in the car, and uh, I turned it on. And I was like, I recognize that voice, and it was just crazy <laughs> that he was doing a press conference, you know, for the Browns. And I think people, even like the press, were like, I don't think they understand like how like it, it's kind of like a Rudy story. Like it really is crazy, like you know what he went through and having to go through JUCO colleges. I mean, he's it's literally like a diamond in the rough kind of story. It's it's crazy. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. So uh, for my game balls, I uh, I have a first half game ball, and uh, that goes out to the beer girl that was working section five twelve. <laughs> she did a great job. She kept me and uh, John and I, uh, you know, not thirsty. Supplied. <laughs> Correct. Um, for the second half, I uh, I have two guys that you know I wanted to give it out to Javon Wims, Mike Harley. Um, I felt like every time that we needed a big play, those guys came up clutch. Um, and uh, it's crazy. Neither one of them made the roster. Uh, like, and as I was doing it, thinking about it, I was like, yeah, those, one of those guys have to be the game ball. I felt like they're, you know, so clutch for us. And then, you know, we gave that spot to Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> so um, Mike clearly did make the practice squad. So I'm excited about that. Um, but uh, yeah, those are, those are the two for me. Yep. That's kind of the the what stings the most about Schwartz getting that spot is some of the pieces we gave up. That's fair, uh, and young guys. You know, I I know Anthony Schwartz is young, but uh, I felt like those were guys that came in, played hard, showed up. We didn't really have a lot of questions about them, like other than they were you know depth pieces, and maybe they would end up on special teams returning you know punts or kicks, or you know if we had injuries they would step in, but. Yep. <laughs> so, 
you know, talking about the roster cuts uh, and the practice squad stuff, did Jamarcus Bradley make somebody else's? I, did, did he get picked up? He So I haven't seen it yet. Because he's not back so, with us as far as I can tell. Correct. So I wanted to look that up. Um, so as far as wide receivers go, they brought back Dalen Baldwin, who I was reading the Browns were very impressed with mm-hmm. during camp uh, over the summer. Obviously did not make the uh, 53 man, but they brought him back on the practice squad along with, like you said, Mike Harley. So at least we still have those guys around. Yeah, <laughs> um, we can bring them up. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't see anything about it as far as him back on another practice squad of another team yet. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if Browns, I mean, he's been with the Browns for, I think at least two other seasons, um, as a practice squad guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get picked up that he comes back on board. Yep. And then, um, we, we can talk about some of these other guys if you want to, but the big name, uh, today coming out was Kellen Mond. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Vikings took him in the third round last year, quarterback out of, Texas A&M um, got cut after preseason this year. Just never really looked all that great um, in Minnesota, as far as I could tell, watching him uh, last year and this year in the preseason. Obviously, he didn't look good to them because they cut him. But, I, you know, the Browns bring him into the practice squad, and I do think he's a better fit for the Browns offensively as as system, than like a yeah. Josh Rosen. Yeah. So what do you guys think about Kellen Mond? Anything there? I mean, um, I, like uh, – I want to say it was Gage Tucker. Shout out to Gage and the Patreon. He he called it a couple of days ago. He said, you know, look out. He said, they're they're basically Minnesota's cutting this guy, and I think that he could fit the system if we wanted to bring a third quarterback on. And I mean, he nailed it. Um, I as far as like watching him play, I haven't really seen too much film on him. Um, but you know, the good thing is like hopefully we won't have to see a lot of him play. You know, any. like yeah, if any. Um, you know, in the regular season, if he's um, on the roster at any point in the season, um, things are going wrong. Yeah, things yep. have happened. Uh, we're dealing with injuries, or you know, Dobbs needs a backup. So let's let's hope we don't see him play. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you need that depth. So Correct. I I like that signing for that reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's just hope Brissett is healthy for eleven games. Yep, that's all we need. Yeah. One guy I wanted to mention, um, you know, just speaking of roster cuts, you know, players from other teams that didn't make their rosters. I was a little surprised when I saw that Tyler Johnson was cut, wide receiver from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought, I, I believe this is going into his third season. I thought he had some pretty good potential. Um, I believe he played for Minnesota in college. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, dog. I thought, uh, I thought hey. he was the lead dog over uh, Rashad Bateman there for a little bit, but. Don't I thought that. he would have been a nice piece for the Browns considering our lack of anything in the wide receiver room as far as depth goes, but um, he is now a Houston Texan. So, I mean, they were very deep. Tampa Bay was very, very deep at uh, wide receiver. True. I mean, they got Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, um, Scotty Miller. They have Julio. Uh, they got a lot of guys. Russell Gage is there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have, they have a lot of playmakers, um, and I think he was just kind of – the low man out on Yeah, man out. Yeah. Yep. Um, were there any other names, surprise names from other teams cut that you think, hey, uh, that'd be cool for Cleveland to look into? Um, I mean, not – honestly, when I look at the roster, like, I know we're, we're in trouble. I feel like we're in a little bit of trouble at receiver. But, like, none of the names that I saw released, I was like, like, we need to go out there right now and get that guy. Um, at least I didn't see – anybody 
for me personally, um, like you said, I don't think I'm not sure that we're done. Um, as far as wide receiver and there's still guys out there. They're not like change the season for you type guys, but I know, you know, you still have Beckham out there. Fuller's still out there. T Y Hilton's out there. Um, we'll get into that, I guess. But, um, like as far as just guys that were cut, I didn't see anybody that like really, I was like, we need to go out there and handle this right now. Anybody I'm with you? you on that. No. Yeah. I'm with Justin on that. The only one uh, initially was OJ Howard tight end from the bills. Yeah. He, you know, they brought him in, signed him over the summer. Then they cut him the other day, and it was like, well, hey, that would be cool considering we only have two on the active roster right now. Mm-hmm. And Joku and Bryant, um, reports came out. He was meeting with Cincinnati, and he was like all but signed yeah. pending physical or something. Correct. And then last heard I heard, it. they signed uh, Thaddeus Moss. So O.J. Howard, at the time we're recording, remains unsigned. I don't know if he's a guy the Browns might look into. I mean, he came into the league, and he was a first-round pick. Yeah, I, he's a guy that, for me, I like – I look at what his career has been so far and like everybody says, man, athletically, like the upside. I mean, we're like, what, five years into this? How long has he been in the league for? Four or five years? And really like hasn't done anything. And I know like to go to us to a team like the Bills, man, and even before that you had Tom Brady. Like it's not for a lack of, you know, talent at the quarterback or who's throwing you the ball. So to me, I'm, I know like it would have been a shot in the dark, and, you know, maybe you get more upside out of him, but, or like when Deshaun Watson comes, but if you can't get production out of a guy, you know, that has Josh Allen potentially throwing to you or Tom Brady, I, that's another one. Like I, I know it'd be nice to have that depth piece and yeah, sure. Maybe he comes in and balls out, but what if he does it for the fifth or sixth consecutive season? And then you just wasted a roster spot on a guy that continues to not perform. That's yeah. kind of where my head's at on it. I was just kind of scrolling through the uh, available wide receiver list has grown a little bit since cutdowns. I mean, and again, none of these guys are like, you know, make our roster mm-hmm. unbeatable or anything, but they, they'd be, I don't know, interesting depth pieces. Like a Chris Conley, I think, okay. is a decent enough depth piece at receiver. Maybe like a Chester Rogers got cut. Um, Jawan Winfrey, the young guy from Green Bay, didn't make the roster, mm-hmm. which I thought he looked, you know, Decent enough. Yeah. TJ Vasher from Dallas was making all kinds of camp headlines. I don't know. Just guys you might want to keep on the do radar. Do a little tape, you know, yeah. tape watching on. But Were you guys surprised by like anybody that the Browns did cut? Because I had a couple guys that I thought were, I don't want to say locks to make the roster. And then they were cut and I was like, ooh, I like, I kind of didn't see that coming. Was there anybody like that for you? Um, ultimately, I don't really think I was shocked yeah. by anything. I know, like, I was Blake Hance. I was pretty, like... That was one name I thought of I was there. like, wow, I can't... You know, especially considering, like, he he stepped in for us numerous times over the last couple of seasons. Um, and then uh, I thought Herb Miller had, like, a really good, like, you know, preseason and even camp. I thought... I don't want to say, like, I thought that he was for sure going to make the roster, but I was, I was kind of surprised that he got cut. Now we picked him up on the practice squad. So another guy that, you know, I think they just counted on the fact that he would be available and we could keep him pretty much locked down. But um, he was a guy that I, like I kept seeing him kind of around the ball and making nice plays. And I was just kind of surprised by that one. Yeah. That the DB room is pretty deep. Yeah, absolutely. So tough to tough to make it there. Yeah. Um, and I, another guy that we, we talked about two years ago was Curtis Weaver. And it's one of those things where 
preseason's rolling along. It's like Curtis Weaver. Curtis Weaver's still on the team? Yeah. Yep. And cut and again. Cut but again. I, I think, did he come back on the practice squad? Um, You give me two seconds and I'll let you he know. He did not. I've already okay. got it. Nope. So perhaps the end for Curtis Weaver in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> I do think uh, John Kelly Jr., He's on our practice squad now, right? Yep. We are able – I don't know how he got back on the practice squad because right. I thought for sure somebody would at least um, pick him up. But, uh, yeah, back on the practice squad. So, I mean I – think, I think he could be like a solid a solid backup guy one day in his at some yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, he stepped up in that uh, Thursday night game. Um, what was it, last year in Denver? Mm-hmm. Had a nice game. Um, so, I don't know, like – to me, it's it's nice to have that that kind of caliber player. I mean, I know we thought he was balling out. I guess he wasn't, but um, you know, I thought he looked good. Again, he was balling out against the third stringers, Correct. which goes back that's to fair. the yeah, that's fair. Calm it down about Josh Dobbs. Yes, he yeah. looked good, but so did John Kelly. John Kelly's not taking over Nick Chubb's uh, spot. It's going to be a different game. Uh, week one rolls around. Yep. Hey, Browns fans, let's take a quick break to talk about the most important part of the NFL season, that pregame meal. Whether you got your grill at the tailgate or in the backyard, you want to make sure you're serving the best meats to the crazy fans around you. And if you want the best, you have to get the best, Omaha Steaks. You've heard us talking about Omaha Steaks for a while now because they are without a doubt the best steaks we've ever had. And it's not just the steaks. All the food from Omaha Steaks is top of the line, delicious, juicy, and best of all, you can get a great discount with our promo code. Just go to omahasteaks.com and enter DAWGS, D-A-W-G-S, into the search bar. You'll get a special price on the All-American Assortment. And as a tasty bonus, you'll also get 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steak Burgers for free. The All-American Assortment includes 16 mouth-watering entrees with four famously fork-tender, double-trim, butcher's-cut filet mignons, four pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts. Wow, is anyone else hitting hungry? Plus so much more. No one, and I mean no one, comes close to matching the flavor, tenderness, and the value of Omaha Steaks. Visit omahasteaks.com and type keyword dogs into the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword dogs. With Omaha Steaks, the Browns fans of your watch party will know you're the alpha dog. Now back to the show. Oh, All right. Well, Justin, you're looking at the outline. What else is going on here? What do we got? Um, So, uh, Baker Mayfield... Uh, Kind of slip back into the news this week, uh, you know. I don't. I don't like talking about Baker Mayfield too much. But um, did you guys see the comments that he made about I week saw, one? I just saw the comments that he just released today. I think saying oh, that it was. I don't even know these comments. I think he said something along the lines of uh, that was all taken out of context. Oh, or they're going to write whatever stories they want to write. Yeah. Well, I guess give the backstory. Yeah. So I I don't even know what the backstory is anymore because it's the story's changed so many times. But basically, seems to be the case. Um, uh, sideline reporter basically uh, for the NFL said, she said she said you're gonna f him up this year, and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna f him up. And then it turned into you know basically Baker Mayfield quotations. Baker Mayfield's gonna mess up you know f up the Browns week one. Which, you know, Miles Garrett saying, hey, you know, we know that he's got that kind of chip on his shoulder attitude, you know, and, uh, you know, we're not upset by it. Um, it's definitely bullet bulletin board material, but, you know, we we know what how he gets, you know, energized for games and stuff like that. So, I mean, if I was Baker Mayfield, I would probably not be making those comments uh, when you're getting ready to go against Miles Garrett and Clowney and guys that know your tendencies 
know what you like to do or how many times you like to pump fake the ball before you get sacked. So <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, as when Baker used to chirp, I, I liked it when things were going good. I loved it. I, I liked the attitude. I, you know, and, but when things were going bad, it just, it kind of leaves such a bad taste in your mouth. Um, so, I mean, good luck to him. Uh, but I'm drawing the line in the sand, yep. like for me, I, I I do wish Baker the best in yeah. some way and have an appreciation for, you know, helping, not single-handedly changing the culture in yeah. Cleveland, but helping. But if you look at his career in the most unbiased way, he's had one winning season. He is a 500 quarterback, and very few of his wins are against elite-tier defenses. Mm-hmm. We have got a really good secondary yeah and we've got a really really good pass rusher yeah so he's uh, got to watch him <laughs> two two really good pass rushers now we got two really good pass rushers. <laughs> yeah yeah that i mean we'll get into our week one preview on a on a episode probably next week but mm-hmm. i do foresee quite a bit of that pump faking quite a bit of that yeah. happy feet especially when miles gets the first pressure which is going to be fun to watch when it's crazy too because you see people and they're like look at all the weapons that he had that he has in Carolina. I'm like, look at the weapons that he had in Cleveland. Wait, wait, wait. So DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't forget about, don't forget about uh, Robbie Anderson. Okay. He's and got his, and I think got, everybody forgets and, about Robbie. Anderson. And they got Chenault now. So whoop yeah. do. And Baker yeah. had what Chubb, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, David and Joku, yep. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Better weapons than what he's got now. In the Carolina. best offensive line in football. Correct. Anybody know if uh, Rashard Higgins ended up making their roster? He did. I he believe did. he did. Yeah, I'm I all, didn't see his name. That, in he the, was always yeah. one of Baker's in the list here. Yeah. Favorite targets. He, yeah, he he, and I think that he'll see some targets from Baker for sure. He was always like that third down kind of. You know, if you need a guy, he was that guy for Baker. Always. If the coaches ever let him play, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I can see the Panthers being an okay team. That's like, funny that we had okay. Richard Higgins for all those years. Hardly ever got to see the field. When he did, he produced. And then we let him go, and now we've got Jack Squat as far as depth goes at wide receiver. Yep. It's just yep. interesting how that all Might want to bring out. back Terrell Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he played for the Browns. Oh, how could you forget funny. he was our best oh, receiver well, that I was, year? That's, I, that's probably why I'm trying I to forget about it. I was pretty upset when we got rid of him. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe it. We got rid of our, our best, best quarterback turned receiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so I don't know. It's uh, it's very crazy, um, but I I look forward to week one. I'm I'm excited. And yeah, week one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, ready for some real football. So again, I'm turning to you, Justin, because you're kind of you got this outline. Are we? Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, we did have <laughs> that's, a, it. that's a brown. What else, you got? what else you got? We did have a free agent list. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If we have time, I'll we start, got we plenty got time. of time. Start reading off some names because there's. There's one in particular that yes. I like. Okay. All right. Let's see. If so I these are it. some names to look out for over our little uh, preseason bye week here. Yeah, before. we got Odell Beckham Jr. We got the left he will tackle. not sign with anybody before the season. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think so either. Uh, left tackle Eric Fisher. I mean, we we I'm could okay. always use depth there. Yeah, we've got Dominican Sue. Need Am it. I saying that right? Yeah. I don't name. care how you say. It. We just need to sign him. Um, yep. that's the guy on this list I want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Will Fuller. Uh, man, as far as receivers go, and we've talked so much about Will Fuller, but 
So we've talked about bringing him back, like when Deshaun's eligible to play and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's – if you brought Will Fuller in, he was healthy and uh, not going to get suspended for steroids. Yeah, bring him back because, I, I mean, I bring him in because we need – I think we need some depth and I think we need some – some role players. I mean, I don't think we have that right now. Yeah, I mean, he's, what, at least a six-year vet in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knows what he's doing as far as coming into a, an offense. He's not one of these young, you know, wide receivers who's yeah. going to need to get acclimated, I think. Just his connection with Deshaun Watson oh, would be yeah. enough to let him be productive in the yeah. way we need him to be. Yep, I, I agree. We got Cole Beasley. I would always say Cole Beasley. I like Cole Beasley. Um, I just think <clears throat> Cole Beasley is like – a very very solid slot receiver, and I think if we use David Bell, the thing, the way that I think the Browns are going to, I don't think we really need Colby's. I read a thing too that Felton should be operating as a primary slot guy too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for me, uh, I'm, I'm I I like Colby's. I like his play. I just don't see. You don't need more slot guys. Yeah. Huh? Okay. So just a side note, then Justin, yes. Josh, um, what would you guys be looking at? for a receiver, like, in a perfect world? Is there even anybody out there right now? Um, if we could bring somebody in perfect, like, opportunity and we didn't have to worry about money or anything? I kind of mean realistic, though. Oh, well, pfft, no. <laughs> no. I was going to say, yeah, Justin Jefferson, let's go make that trade right now. <laughs> we don't have any first, but don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I, I think that, and it, like I said, it won't happen before the season, but if, Odell Beckham comes back to Cleveland to play with Deshaun Watson when he gets back. It's kind of it'll be interesting to see how the timelines match up because that's about the time the season that OBJ might be ready to yeah. play, and that's when Deshaun will be back. So OBJ is a good receiver. Um, yeah, he's a good receiver, and, and with Deshaun Watson, I, I think that he could get back to I don't know seventy five, eighty percent of what we wanted OBJ to be. I think it depends here. on how he comes back from that last injury. Yeah, I saw. Skip Bayless went on his little rant about how Odell made Baker look bad and stuff. I kind of rolled my eyes. Yeah, He went to L.A. and instantly started producing. So if he comes back from that injury and he's healthy, he's going to be good. Well, and especially at that point in the season, all, our hope is that David Bell has progressed. Mm-hmm. DPJ has progressed. Yep. We don't need OBJ to be this elite level, like go to number one, number two type receiver because no. we got Amari Cooper. Yeah. So he could just kind of rotate in with those guys, yep. and that would be awesome. And the communications there, like uh, if you look on social media, their Browns players are advocating. I would say very hard for him to when he's healthy and ready to play. To come back to Cleveland. And I'm sure Multiple he's just, guys, I mean. He's just going to be uh, record watching too. Oh, for sure. You know, if, if, yeah, we're, in, if well, we're in position to maybe make the playoffs or yeah. we're looking good, then I, I think. I mean, he's not coming to Cleveland if we're like three and six. And right. we <laughs> yeah. have some tough games. You know, we're getting ready to play Buffalo. Yep. I don't think that uh, he's going to be like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe next year, guys. But I don't <laughs> see that. I think we have to be in contention. And, you know, he wants to go play for another ring. I don't see it being like. I'm just gonna go help my old friends in Cleveland. And- exactly. Yep. I I totally agree. Um. So moving on, we got Joe Hayden. That's kind of a stacked room in Cleveland right <laughs> I now. Just talked I about that too. Yeah. I love Joe Hayden. I so, I don't. I do too. Me. I'll just say I don't think there's room for him. I don't. Yeah. I agree. I don't think there's room for him. Do I think that his presence and his leadership and like just kind of like the charisma that he would bring? especially coming back to Cleveland, like the story that would be, it would be awesome. But I also, I don't know if there's really playing time for him. I think would all those you other take, guys. Just say 
swap out Joe Hayden for Greedy Williams. What about A.J. Green? Yeah, I mean, I like A.J. Green. See, that's what I'm saying. I like A.J. Green, and, like, Greedy is greedy is interesting to me because I he's one of those guys that I feel like every year we're kind of like, and we're waiting for Greedy to take, you know, the next step, and, you know, we probably won't have to lean on him, but I, like, even in preseason, I feel like he doesn't look that great and he looks a step behind and, you know, and I don't know what, like on all those plays, I don't know exactly what happened, but sometimes he just kind of looks lost out there. I mean, Dante Pettis has been really hard to cover in his NFL career. <laughs> yeah. He looked That's like a uh, Saturday level receiver yeah. as a lifelong Browns fan. I mean, for Joe Hayden to me is just like, he's like the ultimate Browns still. For, yeah. Ultimate Cleveland guy. Yep. yep. So even though he went to the Steelers, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. This like, list is kind of long, so we don't have to yeah. go through the whole thing. I mean, I like the player. I just don't see the the need. And I don't think he's going to come in and want to rotate, you know, off the bench. Um, I like, I like our edge rotational pieces. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of older. and Wright yeah. and um, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. I, I like I want to see those guys develop, you yeah. know, and I think that's a good opportunity. Yeah, so I'll skip over some of these guys. So what do you guys think about Sheldon Richardson? I would love it. Interested. I would love it. I, I said that a long time ago. Either him or uh, Ovum Jovi. I thought either one of those guys. I thought you could plug in and uh, bring back that. He's he was a great locker room guy, and he was healthy. Played a lot of games. Um, I would like that one. And I don't think you would have to spend that much to get him here. And we got money. I'm just saying. Like I don't think. I think he played for like three million last year in Minnesota. Like off the top of my head. Uh, so I I would be very okay with that one. I think yeah. he'd come in and make an immediate impact. I agree. And I did read that we have like more I think more cap space than anybody. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So that is fair. He would give us stability where we need it on that D line. Okay. I think. And then this last name I'll mention just for fun. Antonio Brown. He's Ooh. on this list. I don't know. I mean, does anybody at uh First Energy want uh a game jersey? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Around halftime? It's yeah. uh it's a shame because I think athletically and talent-wise, he still has it. I think, and I think he could go to a team and make an impact. It's just I don't know how long he makes an impact for before like he goes nuclear. And I, it's this is not the roster. This is not the wide receiver room you want to plug a guy like that into, right? And you even saw like teams that are. I don't want to say that like he kind of like made a, you know, a play at Dallas and said, Hey, you know, Jerry, if you want, you know, you make the call and I'll answer it. And Jerry Jones was like, yeah, no, I'm good. And they're, and they're in trouble at receiver a little they bit. Are too. I mean, yep. they're, they're very beat up. And, uh, I just, I think he's kind of played his way out of the league and it, it's a shame. Cause at one point, as much as I hate to say this, he was completely unguardable. I mean, it best wide like, receiver for me in the whole one, league. One, one of the point. best wide receivers I've probably like, ever watched. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I hate to say that, but for a long time he was absolutely unguardable. Mm-hmm. Um, so do I think he still has it? Absolutely. Do I want him on the roster? Absolutely not. Yep. So <laughs> one more thing: the I guess the Titans are bringing in Josh Gordon for a visit. Is that somebody you'd have any interest in? Yes. <laughs> uh, I and I haven't got to see him like as far as like too much of his film in the last I would say like couple years, but I man as far as like if you could bring him in and there's he's a shell of that guy that he was for one year, <laughs> and you're allowed to smoke weed now in the NFL like 
I, I would be interested and I think you could get him cheap, but I don't know like how big of an impact he could make, you know, you know, he doesn't have to be our number one guy. No, I agree with that. So I, I want him, I would bring him in. I don't even know like where he would like, and it, I think he could fit in cause he, he'd be a rotational piece, but like, as far as like what you're getting, I don't even know. Cause obviously I think Amari's better. I think DPJ is probably better. I think um, Bell has, David Bell has way more upside, and I think you is probably you know going to have a way better career. Um, so I just don't know I, if you're going to bring him in here and there. And if you bring if if Josh Gordon comes to Cleveland, he would I would see him being used from the twenties in. Yeah, like fair. kind of like. Big bodied, go up. Because I don't know if he's got that speed. I don't know if he's Flash Gordon anymore. But Yeah, yeah. he might not be. You know, get him in the end zone. I think he can probably get open and he can go up and get a ball. But I don't think between the 20s and the middle of the field, Mm -hmm. I think I don't think you'd be seeing any of him running routes out there too much. So what do you think we need more right now? One really good receiver. Really, really good. Just one. Or depth. Like, what's more important for us? Just depth at any position? No, depth at receiver. Oh, man. I would take, if we could get one... Elite, elite receiver. I would take that too. Uh, yeah. Because I, then I think you have depth. And because he, then Bell and DPJ become depth, not your necessities. Correct. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's the thing that's The problem crazy. is we have no first-round picks, so we yeah. can't make that happen. Right. No, and, and I think you're seeing there are good receivers being taken by teams in the second and third rounds, you know, the NFL draft nowadays because there's just – it's a passing league, so you're yeah. seeing more receivers – um, coming into the league, being very capable, but just didn't happen for us this year. I, I mean, just, like, we got Bell, which is good, right? And I don't know if we're going to be if AB is going to be able to like fleece another GM for like Amari Cooper for a fifth. I I just don't, especially as the the closer the season gets, and the more I would say like glaring that position, and as far as the weakness of that positional room looks, I just don't. I don't know. What were if especially like you had guys like Metcalf and they they wanted big contracts and they were like willing to sit out. I think that most NFL owners and GMs understand like how important that position has become. And yep. I might be wrong on that, but like you're seeing big time money this especially this offseason, like dropped on yeah. number one guys, legit number one guys. So what do you think the Browns would have to do to go get a guy like Michael Thomas? Uh I don't that think- trade. I don't I, I don't I, think they would trade him, honestly. Me personally, I don't think I want I, I think this is just my honest take. I think Michael Thomas is done. I think he's yeah. the UN done. I, he's injured again. <laughs> I, I just it's been like yeah. two and a half, three years since he's caught a touchdown. I just I, I think he's on his way out. But yeah, I, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. I like Michael Thomas, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. that's I the thing is done. like when he was healthy and he's playing, he was a difference maker. Yeah. Oh definitely. So, for sure. There, there's guys that I think were available too. That if we thought that it, I think that we expected our wide receiver room to be different. Like I don't, I don't, I think we expected guys to take steps, and then it just didn't happen. And I'm we'll still, we still have to see that. And I think we expected Watson to elevate guys, and that's not going to happen for a while. So I mean, there was guys out there like Allen Robinson was available, Robert Woods was available. There was guys we could have went out and made a play for, and we just. Didn't. So, I mean, obviously, like, and I've said for a long time, I trust in the process. I trust in what Andrew Barry's building. So I think that he believes that it's good enough. And, you know, so 
I guess it is what it is. It is what it is. But, you know, like I said, we are in our little preseason bye week here. There's still a little time before the season starts. We'll see what, you know, the 53-man roster we're talking about here tonight on the show might not be the one we actually go into week one with. So we'll see what happens if AB's got any other moves up his sleeve here in the next couple weeks. Um, I think it's about time for us to head over to the after hours. Absolutely. Get that show rolling for the Patreon. If you guys have not joined the Patreon, you want a little bit more dogs and Browns content and just kind of some random stuff that we end up talking about in there. Uh, go to jointhedogs.com, become a, a dog pack member and uh, interact with us a little more. It's a lot of fun. And anything else you guys want to rapid fire real quick before we close it out? I'm good. All good? I think we're good. All right. Well, we will uh, get on over to the after hours and for everybody else, we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member at jointhedogs.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.